Welcome to episode six of the Magic Hour. I'm back from a uh, short, well, long hiatus, really. Uh, Andrew, you've been uh, running the show admirably and uh, had some really interesting guests while I've been away. But um, yeah, you got to. I'm surprised I'm allowed back, to be honest. But thanks, thanks for having me back, and it's good to see you in the studio. I'm oh, very glad to have you back, Paul. I'm, I'm good, good to. Um uh, have somebody else help help fill some of the time that, that, that on the podcast is good. No, no, I think you've been doing a magnificent job. Um, there's been a lot happening. Um, you know, obviously I've been you know away doing a few different um, bits and pieces. Um, obviously I was away in the US, which feels like about five years ago now, but it was actually only uh, about five or six weeks ago. So time's been fine. We've done a lot of things um, since then. Um, and one of them has been uh, the launch of our uh, cultivated pork product, which uh, we did recently. Um, we've had a, uh, a lot of coverage uh, around that that the you know, listeners might have seen. Uh, in terms of uh, media coverage and, and those sorts of things. But um, the cultivated pork is obviously uh, in addition to our cultivated lamb prototype, so both of those are, are minced meat products um, that we, we produced. Uh, we also did a tasting of the, um, the cultivated lamb uh, as well, which some people don't, don't realise, but we did a, um, uh, a lamb tortellini. I've got that correct, yes? That's right. And uh, with our pork, we did uh, pork uh, dumplings and pork wontons. I think those two terms are somewhat interchangeable, but and both equally delicious. Excellent. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad you think so. Um, and look, those those tastings were uh, really uh, key in, I guess, our our development in terms of you know product development, um, particularly feedback uh, on, on the products that we'd created, and and really really strong validation. Uh, I feel as well. Um, you know, particularly. Um, you know, because all of the uh, the previous tastings we've done have all been in house, obviously. Um, you know, which the feedback has been really, really good. But obviously, we're you know, there's a little bit of bias there as, as well. We're taste, tasting our own um, products, so getting that external validation um, from those tastings. Uh, I, I don't know about you, I was quite nervous uh, about it and, and a little bit apprehensive about it. Absolutely, it's. I mean, especially when you have food critics tasting and. Um I don't know. People have seen the the uh, online um, tasting that that Danny Ballant, who's a food critic and uh, writes for various publications around Melbourne and has a podcast. Um, what she did was with our pork dumpling. She she didn't allow us to put the the sauce on um, and took the skin off the dumpling. So just just ate our mincemeat product yeah, on yeah. its own, which was was not our intention. And 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 um, her her reaction was really interesting. You can look it up online on through our socials if you if you're interested. But she said. Yeah, unremarkable. Tastes like pork, which was we couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, look, absolutely. The the feedback from yeah from from Danny from tasting, you know, the um, well, it's not raw, but um, no, definitely no, not, not raw. Not raw. <laughs> not, that's that's the wrong term. But yeah, um, uh, what's the word? Unpackaged, un um, uh, standalone. Uh, I don't know. I'm losing my words here today. It's not great when you're recording a podcast, but. Um, yeah, no. Look, her feedback from you know the um, the, the the cultivated pork product was yeah, yeah was was amazing, and it was really great to to get that feedback. I mean, most of the people, I mean, overwhelmingly, the feedback has been positive around the the cultivated lamb and the cultivated pork products that, that we've produced. We've had 
uh, vegetarians try it. We've had vegans try it. We've had some you know hardcore omnivores try it. Food food critics, even politicians. Even, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and probably you know one of you know, maybe a handful in the world of politicians that have that have tried uh, cultivated meat, which is yeah, which is massive. Um, I guess some of the questions that we have been asked have been around you know, why why have we um, produced a, a cultivated pork prototype following our cultivated lamb prototype, and, and you know I guess there's a few reasons, and you know purely um, coincidentally in the week that we actually launched the the cultivated pork prototype, there was um, a, an expose uh, here in Australia of um, some of the practices in traditional animal agriculture. Um, slaughterhouses when it comes to to, to pig uh, to pig farming uh, and producing pork from traditional means and so uh, you know without going into you know the graphic details of of, of what was you know uncovered there from um, uh, camera footage like within within the slaughterhouses it just really highlighted that there there really is no you know, ethical or humane way to uh, produce pork products using um, traditional traditional means, and so obviously, you know, Magic Valley is, is really focused on you know ethics uh, and impact, and, and providing consumers with you know a range of, of options in terms of you know the products, the, the meat products that, that they consume, you know, in an, in an ethical and a sustainable manner, and so. Um, yeah, that was just a really stark reminder, um, you know, of, of what goes on. Um, the other thing, I guess, to, to keep in mind around um, pork, which is, a, which is a massive industry in Australia, is that Australia is actually a net importer of pork. Now, most people, you know, think that Australia, you know, produces all this this food here and, and exports, um, you know, um, the majority of it. But it's actually not the case with pork, which to me indicates that there's a really huge demand for for pork uh, in Australia. And it also says that, you know, we're, we're unable to produce enough pork to, to even feed the domestic population, you know, let alone you know, globally what, what could be achieved. And, and most people don't realise that. I think that's, you know, quite surprising to, to most people. Yeah, absolutely. I guess some of the other things to consider, you know, around, um, you know, what we're trying to do and, and the impact that we're having with cultivated meat is around um, the, the environment as as well um, and the impacts that cultivated meat can potentially have on, you know, obviously reducing greenhouse gas emissions, um, you know, using less land, uh, less water. Uh, and all those sorts of things. And so, yeah, so, yeah, obviously we've got our cultivated land products, we've got our cultivated pork product, um, we've got some some other uh, ideas in, in the pipeline pipeline for, for the next products. Um, and I guess some of the other questions that we do get asked are around uh, the, the actual product itself. So, you know, we're, we're producing mincemeat products um, at the moment. I, I always get asked how far away are the, you know, the structured products and, and those sorts of things. Um, and the answer is still the same. You know, they're still you know, um, you know, twelve to twenty-four months away before we even sort of start considering that in, in terms of the technology. Our focus will be on the the mincemeat products or the unstructured products, um, at least initially, uh, and and for the time being. Um, Andrew, just in terms of um, the, the tastings that we did, what, what was some of the other feedback that, that you got from from people at the tastings, or yeah, people at the tastings who actually got to try the products? Uh, look, I, I think people were actually a little bit blown away by the historic nature of it when they sat there realized while they were eating that the the animal that the meat came from that they were eating was still running around happily in a field um that 
it's really quite a difficult thing to get your head around um, and it, it's it's not something that people are, are used to and, and um, a couple of people got even got a little bit emotional about it. it, was, it was I think a, I was one of them. A really powerful, powerful. Each time we've had a, a tasting, um, well, outside of Magic Valley with people who we, we have no idea how they're going to react, it's, it's been it's been really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the validation that the, the the tastings provide is is massive because you know up until this point, um, you know, or I guess externally, like people would say, oh, you're just you know you're talking about it, but you know it's not. We are talking about a new technology, but we're talking about a, a food product, and so people are blown away by the technology and you know with the potential of the technology, but. When we get to you know the, the end product and the end consumer, it's a food product, and people want to see and touch and smell and taste and eat a, a new food product. So they're fascinated. Totally, yeah. And, and so being able to do those um, tastings is massive validation for you know everything that we're doing. And you know, I think we were both blown away and overwhelmed by the the, the positive feedback that, that we received and you know it wasn't it wasn't like we you know lined up a you know, a, a group of people that were you know only going to give us positive feedback um you know we had so many independent people there which made it even more scarier but i think probably the harshest thing um that i uh heard in terms of feedback and it's, it's not harsh at all but it was just a bit of a difference in um the, the the firmness of the texture yeah, and, and that you know that changes with cooking time and all those sorts of things and I, everybody else that I spoke to or that gave me any feedback um, the word they used was indistinguishable which I yeah, this is not a you know a marketing campaign, but I was blown away by that. Absolutely, actually, the harshest feedback I heard was from someone who works in the restaurant business. Um, and has deals with a lot of food and eats a lot of food. Obviously, um, was that the the garlic in the lamb tortellini <laughs> wasn't cut finely enough? That's and, right. and it's like okay, okay. Look, um, um, to be completely transparent, the the people we have developing our recipes are not chefs. We, we these are in we're a, a small startup company. These are um, scientists, uh, research assistants, and heads of innovation that are doing the cooking for us. Who are absolutely multitasking. So, so I, I, to me, that gives me real a, a really strong sense of of wow, this is really going to go somewhere. If we can, as amateurs, make products that overwhelmingly everyone, not over, every, every single person that's tasted it has said, oh yeah, that tastes like pork or that tastes like lamb. Um, uh, I think the the recipes that can be developed with with professional chefs and, and food scientists is, is going to be quite amazing. That's a, that's a really good observation, but I think Wendy and Jacob are going to be pretty upset with you referring uh, to I them as not them. chefs, <laughs> <laughs> not chefs and amateurs. But um, I think they do. They've got some ability. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. They have a lot of ability. Yeah. No. Look, I, I think you're right. I, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I was so apprehensive in, in terms of what the feedback was going to be, but yeah, just just being blown away. Um, I guess the other thing it does for us is, is is validate, you know, that we're on the right track. You know, we, we've we've made progress. Um, we've made a lot of progress, uh, particularly in the last you know six months, um, and it gives us a lot of feedback around um, what uh, the consumer wants, um, what what they what their feedback is around composition of products and types of products that they're interested in. Uh, and a lot of comp- uh, 
uh, feedback around aroma and and flavor as mm. well, which is which is really interesting because you know that's something that um, you know we've been working on and we'll continue to work to work on as we you know finalize the the, the initial product or the, the minimum viable product or MVP as it, as it's called. But I think the the feedback around that was was really crucial. hundred percent, and and yeah, it, well, uh, having people uh, I haven't eaten meat. Um, for eight years, so having people who are uh, eat meat every day or eat dumplings and eat lamb uh, pasta all the time, um, having them taste it was, was super critical. Um, I, I also wanted to circle back a little bit onto um, when we were talking about why we were doing cultivated pork. Mm. Um, we, we've done lamb. Why, why don't we just stick with lamb? And obviously, where the plan is that. Um, and the hope at the beginning of Magic Valley was the technology that we're developing would be applicable to many different species. Um, and we, we did it with lamb and it, it worked okay. So we thought, oh, well, let's, let's, try, let's try pork. And I was, as a scientist, I was, I was extremely happy that it actually worked um, very simply and smoothly in exactly the same way when we reprogrammed the, the pork cells as to what we did with the lamb cells, which was just fantastic to see that that happening and us able to really quite quickly go from the um, experiment to see if we could reprogram the cells to having a pork dumpling tasting with politicians and food critics and it's it, it literally blows my mind. Yeah, look, I um, I probably undersell um, the, the the complexity of, of, of what's involved when when, I, when I'm talking to, to people um, and you you make a you make a really good point and obviously from a you know a scientific viewpoint or from a, from a technical viewpoint what we've been able to achieve is nothing short of you know amazing uh, and the fact that we're able to you know create uh, different products from from different species using the same, platform and, and and technology which again I'll mention that everyone keeps still asking me I don't know why that is that is FBS free it's animal component free from um, the time of or sorry following um, the the obtaining of the initial um, cells um, and we've been able to do that across multiple species and you know, obviously my you know, grand plan when we we're getting started is to be able to you know, produce cultivated meat product from from all farmed animal species, and ideally um, from aquatic species uh, as as well. Eventually, so yeah. Look, in, in terms of the uh, you know the progress of the the technology, you know uh, what we've done is is absolutely uh, amazing. And and again, I'm going to embarrass you here a little bit as as, as well. But you know what. Um, what, you know the whole team, but, but you know particularly yourself and, and and Jacob have you know been able to do in terms of you know applying the science um, to this new area and be able to you know produce those products. Um, and again, I, I always make this sound really simple and it's really easy, but it's really easy because we've got an outstanding team, and there would only be I'm only guessing here, but I, I would imagine you know. I could count the number of people in the world that who would be able to do this on, you know, my fingers and, and toes. There would be very few people worldwide that would be able to even do this. And I, I know I always make it sound simple and the process is simple. I'm like, yeah, we're doing this and this and that. But but the reason we're doing that is because it, the, the team is just exceptional. Yeah, look, I think the team that's been put together is is really complementary. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, things that I don't have that are in other members of the team um, and vice versa. It's, it's yeah, it's, well, 
it's a good, diverse team in terms of scientific skills, in terms of ages, in terms of experiences. And, um, and uh, I think in our next podcast, we're talking to our senior bioprocess engineer, Vijay, whose experience is, is like world-class. Off the charts, uh, you, yeah. It's, it's going to, I think you'll be blown away listening to that that episode yeah so it really was a historic moment for a whole number of reasons and and you felt that in the room too when when people were tasting particularly people that hadn't you know eaten uh you know meat in 10 15 20 years when we when we did the um the initial tasting there was just this hush went over the room it was just dead silent which was Oh, like it was really quite moving to to be honest, you know. And I think I think one of the things I said and um, might have been picked up by a few people is, you know, I, I, I used the term, you know, what we were doing and, and what we were about to do and, and what we had produced would, is, is really remarkably unremarkable. So re- remarkable that we're able to, you know, create meat products for human consul- consumption that involve absolutely no animal slaughter. But also unremarkable because they taste exactly like what you expect them to taste. You know, the, the cultivated pork tastes like pork. The cultivated lamb tastes like lamb because that's what it is. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I I like to leap ahead in my thinking and, and think back. Maybe in thirty years' time, um, people will be thinking, "Why on earth were animals used <laughs> for eating yeah. directly when you can just have?" Your animals that you can have a, have a lovely life in a field or running wild, um, and take a small sample, let them go on their way. Yeah, and everyone's getting fed. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I look forward to that day mm. when, when we'll hopefully we get there sooner rather than later. Uh, one of the other questions, Andrew, that has been asked, um, you know, because these were, uh, you know, quite. Um, uh, small um, exclusive type of events because obviously, you know, we're not able to, you know, produce hundreds of thousands of kilos yet. It's a lot of people ask us, you know, are we going to do more tastings and that sort of thing? And I think we do have a couple, um, you know, of potential um, smaller events coming coming up throughout the, the remainder of the year um, because, you know, just the, the feedback that we do get is just, you know, invaluable, you know, from from those tasting events. Um Anything else we've got coming up that we that we should uh, mention? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're co-hosting a, a, an event called the Food Hack coming up uh, on Thursday, May eighteenth. Um, if you look up, um, if you just uh, search on your favourite internet search engine for Food Hack Melbourne, you'll come across um, a, a free event bright. Eventbrite site link that will enable you to get tickets to that event. I actually think um, uh, it's getting close to selling out. But if you're if you're interested, in, and at, at that event, um, there's uh, we're we're co-hosting the event, and Paul is speaking at the event. It's about the future of alternative proteins for feeding the, the planet as we head towards um, billions more people on the planet very quickly by 2050. Um, the, and uh, we also have uh, Eighth Day Foods, a, a, a company making lupin-based protein um, uh, meat substitutes in, in the north of Melbourne, and another company called... Leaf protein. Leaf protein with Fern Ho as the, as the CEO and founder of, of, that, of that company. So it should be a really fascinating night, I think. So if you're interested in alternative proteins, cultivated meat, um, um, 
please um, look up Food Hack Melbourne and, and come along and say hello. Yeah, great, great cross promotion there, Andrew. You're you're an expert at this. So I don't know what's happened since I've been away, but you're obviously uh, upskilled substantially. Um, I, look, I think it'll be a great event. You know, come along. You know, whether you're a, you're a student, um, you know, you're a foodie, uh, you're an investor, um, you have a you have a you have a food business. Like, come, come along, um, because there will be people from all different backgrounds there. You know, with all sorts of different you know, experiences. Yeah, we'll we'll chat about um, you know, alt proteins, and you know, there'll be a chance to to meet and greet people throughout the industry because we really want to build up you know the ecosystem um, here in Australia, but particularly here in Melbourne. You know, where obviously all the best companies are based. Absolutely. Um, just moving on, I guess from from that, Andrew. The the other thing that people ask me about is uh, the same same. We get asked the same questions all the time. Um, how far are we away from having you know products products on shelves? And I guess the update with that is there's no update. It's, it's still the same time frame as as we've spoken about. Um, you know, with the with the aim of you know as we continue to to scale up. Um, obtain regulatory approval and, and the aim still is for end of 2024, um, which is what we're looking at at the moment. That's obviously um, got the potential to, to move in various directions, uh, but that's that's the aim at the moment. So, yeah, that's what we're working towards. Yeah, and uh, we're, we're working really uh, hard into looking into all of the aspects that we need to fulfil in order to meet the regulatory requirements for for a novel food product to be to be approved in Australia, um, we're looking at what's going on around the world um, and what's going on in Australia. And yeah, we are, we think we're well on track to 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 be close to those um, to those that de- the deadlines Paul's talking about. Again, I always make it sound really simple. I don't I don't know why, but um, there's obviously a lot that goes into that, particularly around um, what we've been looking at. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, yes, the processes and the regulations and, you know, what we need to do um, you know, from a food safety perspective and, you know, making sure we're in alignment with um, the framework and you know, all, all those sorts of things. There's actually quite a lot that goes into it, not just with, you know, the product but the process, the environment, the, the lab, so, so many different areas. Absolutely. Yeah. I know I say absolutely a lot, but we do agree on a lot of things. Yeah. I say that too. Um, which you've been doing a power of work with, Andrew. So, yeah. So, so thank you for that. Um, I guess something else that uh, has come off the back of the, you know, the tastings is we did have uh, a number of uh, members of the media there as, mm. as well. Um, uh, David Swan from the, the Australian um, came down and, and, and tried the product and uh, wrote a nice article about us um, in, in the Australian as well. We had Yahoo News there, The Guardian. Um, yeah. As you mentioned, Danny uh, at a later date um, came down who uh, writes in Good Food and has her own podcast, which you should check out. Um, who else was there? Oh, there was that that little little entity called Channel Seven. Oh yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, to, yeah, Channel Seven News, which um, you know, listeners may have seen the the footage uh, there. Um, yeah, that that was great. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. That, they <laughs> tasted it there. as well. Um, and and since then, we've had Sky News come yep. through. Um, We've been talked about on various radio stations around the country. Um, it's been a lot of radio coverage. Yeah, actually. yeah. Um, a lot of it's interesting. I think it, it, it uh, uh, because there's a there's two sides to whether you support or don't support cultivated meat. Um, it, it I guess it creates a good 
um, radio topics for discussion because it gets people, um, it polarises people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really funny. I mean, just just talking about media, even with these, um, you know, some of the articles came out that, you know, the, <laughs> the headlines of the articles would get changed, um, I, you know, after they'd been out for a while to something a little bit more controversial. Um it drives a few more clicks, but anyway, that's a whole other, and, uh, whole other yeah, episode so of the podcast. I think uh, headlines are one thing. Um, um, I, I do read the headlines, but don't read the comments. Yeah, definitely stay away from the comments. I agree with that. Um, it was really interesting because, as you mentioned, we had you know, um, uh, you know, a couple of the ladies from the Guardian that, that came down and tried the product. One was a veg, long term veg, long term, yeah, long time vegetarian. The other was a. a Omnivore. Omnivore, yeah. omnivore, yes. Everyone always says carnivore, which is the wrong term. The term is omnivore if you eat both, um, which was really interesting, you know, to, to get those different per- perspectives from someone that had, you know, recently eaten a pork dumpling and someone who hadn't eaten pork dumplings in a long time. And, you know, that video is up. Um, uh, well, you can access it through our socials. So, yeah. On our, on our, I think we have an Instagram reel. Yes. I, I think that's what it's called. I'm learning. Yes, yes. You're, you're all over this social media. Don't pretend. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that's a really interesting one to, to check out, um, you know, about their experience uh, at, at the tasting. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Yahoo News down as, as well, um, who, who do, did a, a – a, a, do they do a video or just the stills of the – I can't remember now. I can't remember either. I think maybe just the stills. I, oh, maybe they, I feel I like know. the Magic Valley week is about a, a month in real time. Yeah. A lot happens. A lot has been happening. You're right. A lot has been happening. Uh, yeah, and obviously, yeah, the Channel 7 News uh, footage and obviously, yeah, you mentioned we did the Sky um, segment for Sky as well. But, um, yeah, also, I mean, Danny, there's video of Danny Valent also tasting the, the pork um, as well, which is online and, and, and available and you can see all her you know, feedback on the products as well. And then Danny, I think, went on a, com- a couple of different ABC radio stations and and talked at length about about the, the, the tasting, which was great. Yeah. I'm yeah. really thankful for her, well, for her, in a sense, brutal honesty in, in terms of really trying to not, taste the flavours that we're adding to it, but taste taste the real meat. 100%, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, her, her feedback has been really great, um, which is really good. And, again, just, you know, more valid, validation for, for what we're doing because, as you mentioned, none of us are food experts, food Well, I do chefs. eat a lot of food. You do eat a lot Yeah, well, we all do. Uh, yeah, you're right. We are experts in consuming. Um yeah, so that's all been, you know, there's a lot of work that goes into, you know, these events, the tasting events, not just from, you know, the science side and the product and, you know, production and manufacturing. And then we've obviously got the food side of things in terms of the dishes and then presentation and all those sorts of things that you have to think about. Uh, also venue as well. We we're super, super lucky to have. Um, uh, yeah, John Gorilla in yep. um, in West Brunswick. Uh, check it out. Joanna um, runs a fantastic uh, coffee shop and business there. I we highly recommend John Gorilla. Absolutely, uh, all times of the day, not just when we're doing cultivated meat tastings. There, get down there. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great great venue, great great atmosphere and, and environment there. So, um, yeah, so we're super lucky to to be able to go down there and 
Uh, and then obviously, you know, there's a bit of, you know, work around, um, you know, the media stuff that, that we do in terms of interviews and, and follow-up interviews and radio and, and all that sort of thing. So there's quite a lot that goes into the, the tasting events as well. People say, you know, why don't you just have them more often and, you know, you could do lots of them. <laughs> so not that easy. It's, a, it's actually quite a, a whole event that, um, you know, you have to put together from so many different um, aspects. And as you mentioned, we're still, you know, a very small team, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So everyone has to help out, which, and we're all super grateful for. Um, I guess one of the other things to mention, you know, around uh, media attention that we, you know, have have got for the uh, the cultivated pork um, tastings that, that we've done, um, and I guess just media uh, attention in general really does help um, raise awareness. And a lot of people ask us, um, you know, how can they help? You know, how can they? You know, mm-hmm. They want to help. They want to be involved. And and we always say. You know, it really helps if you, you know, like, comment and share on our social media posts because it really does broaden, um, you know, the reach that, that we get, brings more attention to, to what we're doing and brings more awareness to, to what we're doing. So when, when we, you know, when when we do say, can you, you know, please help us by, you know, liking, commenting, sharing on our, our social media posts, we're not fobbing you off. That's 100% the best yeah, way you can help it, us. It really does help. Absolutely. So, yeah, look, if, if you are uh, particularly on uh, Instagram, Andrew's favourite, um, uh, well, maybe he likes TikTok a bit more, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, if you're on Instagram and you know, Facebook and all the usual social media channels, it really does help us if you, you know, can um, you know, share, share our content because we do we do a lot of uh, educational um, uh, pieces of content around, you know, uh, cultivated meat in general. You know, not not just about us. So, you know, if you if you're keen to uh, help us out, that would that would be super. And obviously, you know, we talk a lot about you know behind the scenes um, with what we're doing, you know, product development, um, what's happening with the team, and and all those sorts of things. So, hopefully, you get some value uh, out of that and, and, and out of sharing that. And you can um, you can look really uh, progressive and hip to all your friends because uh, I'll see you sharing uh, Magic Valley's content. Exactly. Um, some of the other uh, things that um, is really important with the with the media attention that we have been receiving is for us to to move outside of you know the typical um, food tech space where where everyone is aware of cultivated meat, everyone you know is quite engaged with the industry, you know understands the process, um, knows that knows that this is coming because we can some, sometimes get stuck in that. Um, you know, echo chamber or bubble um, where, you know, uh, particularly uh, particularly for me where I'm talking to a lot of other business owners within the space and we're just talking about the same thing all the time and I can, I can get caught up in, you know, thinking that everyone knows about cultivated meat and, you know, every person I speak to is aware of it and knows what's going on in the industry and all that sort of thing, but that's far from far from the case. And so, it's really great that we get um, you know media coverage in the you know the, the industry publications. You know, there's some there's some large, um, quite large, um, you know, food specific or sustainability specific publications that we're in you know semi regularly, which is great. Which you know, which is super. Um, you know, to raise our profile within the within the industry. Um, but getting getting mainstream coverage and getting and getting that crossover uh, is is crucial. And so we were really lucky, as you mentioned, Andrew, to get um, national TV news coverage from uh, Channel Seven. We've been on Channel Nine previously um, to have really big publications uh, or journalists from publications, you know, as big as you know the Australian 
Guardian, Yahoo, all of, the, all of that come down, really just um, broadens our exposure to, you know, a whole um, new audience really, um, you know, and, and, and they're, the, they're the main audience. They're the, they're the, they're the, um, the consumers of the, of, of the end product. The know. meat eaters. Yeah, exactly. So it's really crucial for us to to get across to them. And um, as you mentioned, don't read the comments because, you know, not everything's positive about what we're doing. There are people that have... Um, uh, who are not as supportive uh, about you know about what we're doing? Who are potentially? Who are, but I don't mean uh, this. I'm not, I don't mean to um, you know discredit um, anyone. But a lot of the the comments we get are a little bit. Um, um, based on um, you know things that people have read or or, or their understanding of the industry, that just isn't true. Um, because a lot of the comments still now that we get are um, you know about oh, but you still have to use FBS and you've you know you've got to do that. It's just not true. Um, you know the industry has moved you know a lot um, in the short um, period of time that it's been going, and you know our approach in particular is different to most other companies' approach, you know, in the industry. And so, um, yeah, so some of those comments are a little bit frustrating when they talk about, you know, things like that that are just factually, you know, incorrect. So, you know, but I understand there's, you know, a large education piece and a lot of people aren't, you know, still, you know, just not going to want to eat cultivated meat. And that's, you know, that's totally fine. You know, that's their personal decision. But it does just get a little bit frustrating when, you know, it's just factually incorrect, some of the comments. Yeah, ask us a question if you want, if you, if you, if totally. I mean, we obviously we can't apply reply to every every comment on every form of social media, um, and especially under um, other. So when Channel Seven News puts out a tweet yeah. or something like that, um, it, we don't have the capacity to to respond to it to everything. But yeah, if you send us a, a, a direct question, uh, either publicly or through our uh, contact via the website, um, we're, we're we're really happy to answer answer le- legitimate, genuine questions absolutely and look i mean check out the the faqs on the site mm-hmm. as well i think we you know we sort of answer a lot of those uh well we have tried to answer a lot of those um you know standard more, or regular questions that, that we get um you know that are particularly around um you know things like using fbs and, and those sorts of things we do get a lot of the same the same questions so yeah, yeah. look Maybe those commenters aren't listening to this this podcast. It'd be great if they great if they were. But um, yeah, look, this applies to anyone. You know, if you've got questions, please use the website as the first port of call because we do have you know not just the FAQ section. We've got you know, all, all our podcasts on there, um, the blog, you know, uh, all the videos that um, we have done, all the content that we have put out. We did the, the well, you did the the, the FAQ. Um, uh, video questions yep. as well that you answered. Um, so yeah, so I mean, check out that first. But if it doesn't answer your question, yeah, please feel free to reach out. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't want this to be a widespread um, commentary on social media, but it's a, it's a much better approach than just you know randomly commenting on social media posts. Just ask the person directly if you if you really want to know that, the answer. Exactly. Um, what else, Andrew? What else has been happening? Uh, look, I, I was reflecting on the Channel 7 and, and the fact that the, we were on the Channel 7 news directly after the football on a Sunday night. Yeah. It, it, I think I, I got more um, direct phone calls, messages via all sorts of different platforms to say, oh, wow, you saw you guys on the, on the news. So it, it, yep. re- it really makes a massive difference to, to uh, getting that that 
national um, mainstream coverage. Totally, yeah. I, I mean, we got dozens of inquiries um, within minutes of that of that segment uh, appearing, which uh, yeah, it was was really unexpected um, actually. But it just shows how many people. That's the total volume of people that watch watch those programs. Exactly, and and look, the only thing that's really similar to to that sort of response, I think, is um is quite recently when uh, Georgie Purcell MP um, mentioned us in in Victorian Parliament last week. Yes, uh, yes, G- Georgie's just unbelievable, um, to, to, to be honest. So, so Georgie um, obviously attended our uh, tasting, uh, tasting event with her team uh, and they came along and, 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 and tried the cultivated pork products, uh, which was amazing just, um, you know, in and of itself and, you know, the work that, that Georgie has been doing, um, you know, in Victorian State Parliament, you know, not just in regards to animals but in regards to, you know, planet and sustainability uh, and people and, 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 and rights and, you know, all, all those sorts of things. It's, it's just been a phenomenon to, to, to watch. Um, and for her to, you know, to come down to the tasting, as you mentioned, um, mention us uh, in, in, in Parliament asking the Innovation uh, Minister to, to come down and, and, and try the products, which obviously, you know, what we're creating is a, you know, a cultivated meat product um, for meat eaters uh, that uh, can be ethically and su- sustainably produced. So, uh, you know, what, what, what better um, uh, uh, MP to, to get to come down? Absolutely, yeah, well, we are all about innovation. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, yeah, as you mentioned, yeah, I mean, as we're talking about, you know, the media, you know, um, uh, so, so we've received so many comments as well from from people that, um, uh, you know, follow Georgie as, as well. Um, it's, yeah, from, from a wide variety of, of, of backgrounds. Um, and so, yeah, you know, super grateful to, 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 to Georgie for, and her team for, for coming down and, and speaking about the, the products and, and trying the products. As well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I think it's on our socials is um, uh, Georgie and her team um, trying the products, um, some of whom had been had not eaten meat in a really long time. Yeah, and it was it was yeah fascinating. Uh, absolutely, and I mean it's interesting how government works as well um, in terms of. Um, not just the mainstream media coverage, but obviously, you know, having having Georgie come down herself personally um, to, to to try the products. It's really interesting how um, media and government play a role in um, public perception, uh, and and you know that working both ways, I guess, because you know getting that exposure um, helps increase awareness, which help stimulate, um, you know, d- demand for, you know, a product or a service or, you know, wh- whatever the, the, the case may be. And it obviously brings it to the attention of, um, you know, the, the, the government mm. as, as well. And, and for us that's really important and, for, well, for, it's probably for any new industry really in terms of, you know, us potentially, um, you know, ideally receiving some some support from the from the government, whether that's you know the state government or the or the federal government, um, and whether that's in terms of infrastructure or whatever the case may be. I mean, we know um, you know without going into the details, there's a lot of industries that are subsidised by the government, particularly in food and um, agriculture and, and and those sorts of things. 
Um, so getting support from um, the government um, for, for cultivated meat or cellular agriculture as a, as a new industry that has so many potential benefits, whether it's around jobs and growth, every politician's favourite saying, um, but, you know, the economy, exports, uh, you know, potential exports that, that can come from, you know, cellular agriculture, the benefits for the environment as well. You know, we, you know, I talk about this all the time. We both do, you know, around, you know, how, how much we can reduce greenhouse gas emissions, um, water usage, um, land usage. And so all of those issues are really public policy issues, you know, that, that we're mentioning. Uh, and that's, that's without even, you know, touching on, you know, food safety and security, you know, um, uh, food sovereignty and, mm. and and all those areas um, that I know you're very interested in, Andrew. So these are really all you know public you know, health concerns. They're, they're public policy issues, and 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 the government should be involved. Now, what that looks like, you know, certainly open to that conversation. Um, and they're conversations that we have been, you know, having, um, you know, around, uh, yeah, you know, what that looks like, whether it's, you know, financial, whether it's infrastructure or whatever, but it's, it's for the greater Regulatory. good. Regulatory. Regulatory, yes. Yeah. E- e- exactly. And so government does have a role to play here uh, in, in our industry. Um uh, and, and we would love to see those those conversations progress um, because you know it, it it just makes sense for for them to be involved. Yeah, absolutely, and I think I, I put this on some of my social media, well, Magic Valley social media channels and my social media channels that absolutely super happy to answer any question from any MP from any jurisdiction in Australia that wants to um, either contact us or come down and see us. And, um, yeah, it's it, transparency is we're 100% want to be as transparent as we can be and and let people know what we are doing. So if, you, if you're an MP and you're listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> um, send us a message. Absolutely. And I think the key thing you mentioned there is transparency. Like we're super transparent about, um, you know, the process and, and, and what we're doing. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think it needs to be because, you know, people need to know, you know what, what they're eating and, and, and how it's produced. Um, and not only that, you know, you can, you can then you know, much easily, much more easily articulate, you know, the benefits, um, you know, of the product as well, whether that's, you know, at the product level or, you know, the climate change level and animals and you know all those sorts of things so yeah if you're curious please 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 reach out we're happy to to engage um in, in those conversations um what else andrew look i think i think we, we, we're coming to the end of the time we have in the in the podcast studio so we might need to wrap this one up um, fairly quickly but I, I think just reflecting on the on the last few weeks it's been yeah. it's well it's always a bit of a roller coaster but it's been a, a really exciting part of the roller coaster with all the the tastings the the media attention the the political attention and just just um, the general feedback from my my circle and my networks is wow, you guys you guys are doing a lot. And as you mentioned, there's so much going on. It, you know, it really is a huge roller coaster, and it's easy to to forget um, you know the, the wins that you have along the way. Uh, and how much progress we we have made, you know, we've, we've got our cultivated lamb prototype, we've got our cultivated pork prototype, there's a whole lot of other, you know, technical things that we've done that you know, we haven't spoken about that have been, you know, massive ad- mm. advances in terms of, you know, what we're doing. And it's a really interesting time for the for the industry as, as a whole. Um, 
cultivated meat industry as a whole. We know there's challenges, you know, throughout the industry, whether that relates to um, uh, other companies, you know, tech development um, or, you know, the funding environment, which is difficult for everybody. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. I'm a terrible frog in my throat today. I don't know if that's a vegan saying. Anyway, um, uh, you can cut that out, Ella. Uh, yeah, so... I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, so I, I think the progress we've made has been fantastic. I think um, sometimes we do need to sit, stop and look at where we began and where we are now and realise, wow, we've actually come a long way and um, we've still got a long way to go but but we are, we're moving and um, I'm excited about what's coming next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, what we've been able to you know achieve, particularly in the last um, six months, as particularly as the, the the team has has built up as well, um, what we've been able to to do in that time, yeah, it's been it's been nothing short of amazing in terms of the the, the progress that we've that we've made. And yeah, as you mentioned, we've still got still got a long way to go. There's a lot of challenges, but um, it, uh, it's important for us to you know to celebrate those those wins. Um, as you mentioned, you know, having the tasting, having you know all those people come down for the tasting from. Um, just interested parties to journalists, um, to food critics, to, to politicians. Um, that's massive. And, and, and again, just to, to, you know, for, for Georgie Purcell to, you know, mention us in Victorian state parliament, which will be there forever and a day in Hansard, um, and all those sorts of things is, yeah, just, just nothing short of amazing. It's fabulous. Yeah. No. Um, oh, thanks, Paul. I think that was a, 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 a really great episode just for for us to or for me to listen to 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 reflect on what we've been doing and and I'm, I'm also you talked about um challenges and the team and 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 in our next podcast episode we're talking to Dr VJ Kumar and he's going to talk a lot about what how we're going to meet some of the scaling up challenges as, as a as a senior bioprocess engineer with some really fabulous experience at at cultivated meat companies around the world. So please tune in for that one. And if, as always, if you're looking for information on Magic Valley, we're at www.magicvalley.com.au. You can find us on, you can listen to the podcasts on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple Podcast app. Um, you can uh, connect with us on LinkedIn, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram and on TikTok. And we have recently started YouTube Shorts, which are, um, yeah, a, a nice way to get out some of the information that Paul has been talking about in this episode. So thank you very much for listening to the Magic Hour today. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Paul.